to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strigoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist. And today we are going to be having a mini catch-up episode, mostly just a nutrition Q&A kind of thing. Yeah, and we'll just discuss the answers and see where the conversation takes us, because in times of isolation, there's not a hell of a lot to catch up on. (laughs) Totally, and I feel like some of our previous episodes have been kind of a catch-up, like we're saying, like, what's been going on, what are we struggling with, what are we doing? So I don't have a a lot to really report as an update (laughs) to you. I feel like we do just talk, so we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay, um... Yeah, I'm literally still the same since the last time we um, spoke. I think probably the biggest thing that I am struggling with is my morning routine just because I'm getting quite lazy and I wake up and then I have my coffee and all of a sudden I'm working for the day. So I really just need to find a better routine to just differentiate like what's work and what's home. Um, So that's what I'm struggling with. But I think everyone is struggling with that. So I don't have an answer or anything. How are your home workouts going? Oh, terrible. <laughs> no, to be fair, they, they were really good. And then this week I didn't. I only did one just because one, I had my period and I felt like shit. Um, and then the other is I like weirdly hurt my hip. I've always had problems with my hip, like yeah, my hip flexor. Um, and then I had like two days where like I literally couldn't even like walk Oscar, I was in so much pain. I don't know what I did. Yeah, but now it's now it's absolutely fine. It like is so severe, and then it goes away. It's the weirdest thing. It's happened before, but maybe you need to stretch more. I always need to stretch more. That's a hundred percent. So yeah, so I'll be back on the exercise this week. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. What about you? Have you been meditating? Um, meditating still before bed. Okay. Um, and that just works. I don't really have the desire to meditate in the day at the moment. Um, home workouts are going well. I did just like a deep stretch yesterday and it's my day off today. And nice. I'll be back on, on Monday. Yeah, I need to adopt that kind of mentality. Um, are you finding the that the meditation before bed is helping? I feel like it really helped at the beginning. Like, I, was, I wasn't waking up in the night as much, and I was getting to sleep much better. Now, I don't know if it's just become, like, a habit to put it on. It, I definitely fall asleep quite quickly, but I, I've started waking up in the night again, which is really annoying. So, yeah. I really... I want to get back on the meditation mainly because I've been grinding my teeth at night so bad. I told you before, like, to the point where, like, I can't even eat an apple like I'm really I can't chew on the side of mouth I can't eat an apple um it's terrible specific that's like stressed you out it hasn't stressed me out it's just really it's just annoyed me but I know that it's stress related yeah no I mean like is there a certain trigger I know doing it I can't, I don't know. I mean, I know in uni, like, when I was studying for exams, like, I had a roommate, like, my first year, like, it's a bit different in the UK, like, you don't really have single dorms, like, you live with someone else, and she always used to tell me I would grind my teeth at night, and she would hear it. So, I know that it happens in times of stress, but then I've also been stressed in previous times, and my hair falls out, so I'm glad that my hair is not falling out, and that it's just my jaw. Um, cause I'd rather be able to like not chew on one side of my mouth and have another bald spot. So yeah. trying to put things into perspective being like, it's not that bad. It's just, it's just annoying, 
but you definitely need to find a way to manage your stress then exactly but I don't feel stressed to be honest I feel like actually I'm a lot less stressed than I usually am yeah but maybe it's because you like suppress your emotions <laughs> this is true but like I feel like I had a lot on previously and there was just a lot going on and now kind of I'm over that hump so actually I feel like there's been a weight lifted off my shoulder but at the same time I'm still probably subconsciously stressed about I don't even know what yeah anyways that was a nice little therapy session thank you for being my sounding board um should we just get into the questions or is there anything else that we want to chat about yeah let's get into the questions and we can chat as we go along okay cool I'll let you be the question leader okay so my first question is to me which is why do I give up coffee because I literally put on my story today that I've had my first cup of coffee in a month um and I stopped drinking it literally a few weeks before the whole corona thing blew up because um, I was just like, my anxiety levels were high. Um, so I felt like I needed to make a few small changes to cater to that. And I feel like coffee, because of the caffeine, makes me a little bit anxious. It makes my heart rate go up sometimes. So I just thought the sensible thing to do was to cut it out. And I did, first of all, I didn't miss it at all. And then I started to miss it like in the last week or so. And I was like, oh, should I have a cup? Should I not? And today I was feeling chilled, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to treat myself to a cup of coffee. And I really enjoyed it, and I don't feel anxious. That's good. <laughs> so it's it was a good day. Do you think it did help reduce your anxiety by cutting it out, or it's I hard to it, tell? I did, and for now I am just going to have a cup whenever I really feel like it. Yeah. I feel but... like the cup doesn't really have too much of an effect on yeah. me personally. Um, but yeah, I was drinking matcha, so I didn't cut out caffeine completely. Yeah. But... It's probably interesting because if you cut out all coffee and matcha and then reintroduce it, you might have had a different effect. Exactly. Yeah, I might have been like bouncing off the walls or something. <laughs> My favorite feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know. I actually don't even feel the effect of caffeine. That's how I know I'm addicted. I only feel the withdrawal of caffeine. That's exactly. I was literally just about to say the same with Ash. He's had... It's... 1154 and he's on his third cup of coffee yeah i had two now i'm drinking herbal tea because uh oh actually a bit of an update i have been so good with my water have you yeah sometimes more not gonna lie and i don't know what happened i just actually i know do you know what i think it was I think I just like forced myself to do it and then I like retrained my thirst signals this is literally me speculating and I'm making all of this science up so this are you now thirsty when you don't drink yes but I genuinely feel because I was chronically dehydrated my body just like suppressed the thirst cues because it knew that it was you never like felt like the need to drink water you just did it because you thought you should exactly so now I actually feel thirst but I think that's because I've been just like forcing myself to drink water and now my body has become accustomed to it so I feel as though I am quite a normal person right now in regards to my um hydration habits very interesting I'm so proud thank you small victories here over in Wimbledon I think that's a big one actually you literally would, would sometimes go a day without drinking water I know I was literally a camel 
You literally were. So now, now I'm very hydrated. Um, I don't feel any different. Um, I don't feel like my skin's changed or anything really? like that. That's yeah. So that you don't feel better drinking more water. No, I literally feel no different. Um, but I know I I'm doing like your it. Your insides will be thanking you quietly, though. Quietly, yes, of course. Yeah. They're just like a silent, silent, silent clap. Um, You've just suppressed your whole, like, emotions, your body, like, everything going on inside. I just don't want to deal with any of it, so I just ignore it. That's my motto in life, and it doesn't really get me far. Put it on the back burner until it's absolutely necessary to address. That is literally a metaphor for my entire life. It's so bad. <laughs> okay, so what other questions? So now we got through the caffeine, I um, and definitely noticing that I've consumed more caffeine since this whole lockdown thing. Um, really? Yeah, I don't, I think it's just because I just love, I don't know, maybe it's the more convenience, more comfort. Yeah, I definitely crave that afternoon coffee and it's not even for the caffeine or like sugar rush that I'm looking for. It's genuinely just so cozy for me, like the smell, everything. It's just, I love it. So I ordered some decaf um, coffee. So now in the afternoon, I'll just stick to decaf because I didn't have that in the house before. Anyways, on from the caffeine. Um, okay, next question is how are your dogs coping in isolation? Do you want to fill us in on Oscar? Yeah, quickly. So Oscar is, he's not doing well, but he he thinks he's doing well. So he, I feel like him and Bear are so different. So different. Oscar is, so he's loving it. Like he's thriving. He's, uh, in two ways, he, he is and he isn't. So he is really anxious for some reason like I think we have a ghost in the house because whenever he goes into like certain parts of the room he like you know when dogs get scared and they like skid on the floor yeah oh my god stop he just like keeps randomly doing that and running away a marker in a certain room it was where his food bowl was in the kitchen, so now he won't—he wouldn't eat his food there anymore. So we've had to move it into the hallway. You know that like little nook between my bedroom and um, the bathroom. There was like a chair there, yeah. so we moved that, and that's where his like little nook now is to eat. And he eats, but like every time he's in the kitchen, sometimes he like randomly skids away. And so oh my we God, that's so creepy. We and think dogs, we have a ghost. Dogs pick up on ghosts yeah i like to think it's like a happy ghost i don't think it's a bad thing i think it's like i hope it's not a disruptive one yeah no mark and i feel great so i don't think it's a bad ghost (laughs) it's there to give you good vibes (laughs) i think it is i just think it's like maybe family members who have passed and they're just like with us and i'm kind of like embracing it i also love ghost stories so for me i like love to hate them because they creep me out so much but they like fascinate me same so (laughs) And everyone always has these kind of stories about, like, have they seen ghosts or experiences like Mark has when he was little. And I have friends from home as well that have, like, actual ghost stories. And I don't have any. So I'm just, maybe isolation will provide me the ghost story that I've always wanted. (laughs) My mom said when I was um, little, like, I was the first born, so when it was just me... I would never ever sleep on my own. Like, I would just constantly cry in my bedroom. So I had to sleep with my mum, and then my dad would go and sleep in my room. And there was one night where I sat with my, in the bed with my dad, and my mum went into my bedroom, and she said she felt someone breathing over her, and my music box used to turn on on its own. How fucking creepy is that? And it's, that's why I always cried, because there was a ghost in my room. It's stories like that that I just love. It makes me feel sick, but it also fills me with, like, thrill telling it. <laughs> 
I completely understand your emotions right now and I just find it so fascinating. I'm also like a very true Aquarius in the fact that I love like true crime or I love conspiracy theories. I love ghost stories. So it just all fascinates me and maybe here I'm about to have my own story. I'll keep you updated. You should set up like a little camera in the Oh my god, that's... Oh, don't. I, like, I creep myself out. I literally scare myself. <laughs> Maybe I should just play a trick on Mark and start like moving things around the flat oh in the god, middle of the please. night. Oh my god, please do that. That would be so funny. He would hate it. He really doesn't like this <laughs> stuff. That's a good one. Maybe I will do that. But Oscar has just become super attached. Like he He's always been quite an attached dog. I think Frenchies are naturally needy. But... Um, even if one of us just goes to pop out to the store or something like that, he like waits by the door and he yeah, never used to do never that. Used to do that today. Yeah. So he, I know he used to do this with you, but he will like follow me into the bathroom. I took a shower. He does that he to does you. That he, I come out. <laughs> but I took a shower the other day and he just like laid on the bath mat. Like, super needy. I don't know how we'll ever leave him alone again. And then the other thing is that he... I think he feels quite isolated in the fact that when we go outside, we we can't let him play with other dogs because it kind of means that we have to get closer to their owners and things like that. And it's just not safe. Like, we have to, you know, keep socially distancing and things like that. So he hasn't really had any other contact with other dogs and he's used to a lot, whether he's at doggy daycare, he comes into the office, there's other dogs. So he's just had like no socialization and I really think it's affecting him. Mm. So yeah, that's how he's doing. Bless him. Well, Bear's loving life. I mean, he gets me and Ash in the house all day long. Um, He gets a nice long walk every day. Not that he didn't before, but, like, when we sit outside in the garden, he, like, plays in the garden all day. Um, So, yeah. The only thing we're trying not to do is... So, like, when he's, like, sat on the floor, normally, like, before isolation, we'll, like, bring him up on the sofa with us and cuddle him all evening. And we're trying not to do that so we know that he feels like it's okay to just chill on his own sometimes and not not like he has to be close to us all the time. I sound like such a crazy dog (laughs) mum. My mom thinks I'm the craziest dog mom. She <laughs> they are children, though. Totally. Until we have children, like, this is the closest thing that we do yeah. have. And even, I swear, when I have children, I'll be the same way. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe worse. <laughs> maybe worse. <laughs> if that's possible. But, yeah, he, I mean, at the same time, um, I don't know really how we would cope without them during this time. Like, they provide so much just joy <laughs> And also, like, it gives, it always gives us, and I don't think we're very cognizant of it, but it gives us a sense of, like, purpose. Yeah, oh, definitely. So, like, you have to take care of the dog, and you have to, you know, you're responsible to them, which I think inadvertently provides us with a lot of structure that many people don't have during this time. So, I think, um, besides being, like, emotionally supportive, they do provide us with a bit of, like, organized activity throughout the day. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I don't actually know what I do without that. Just in life. <laughs> Not even isolation, just no. in general. <laughs> Literally. Um, okay, so that's the update with the dogs. Um, someone's put their struggling to sleep at the moment. Any tips? So would you say that your meditation has been helpful? Um, yes, I think it's definitely worth trying. 
Um, but there's so much other, so many other things you can do as well. I think putting your phone away at least an hour before you go to bed can be helpful. I am a huge proponent of this. Um, I usually put my phone down around eight, eight thirty. Um, and I tend not to, the only time I pick it up is one of my mom calls and with the time difference, she did that last night. I was in bed at 10 and I got a phone call and I was like, what, what's wrong? Like, cause my immediate reaction is like, oh my God, what happened? Um, and she was like, oh shit, I forgot about the time difference, <laughs> but I just use it to set my alarm if I'm not using my other alarm clock that we have. Um, but yeah, I, I try to let my phone down at like 8 8 30 um also some people find it helpful having like a bath before bed but you should let your body temperature drop before you go to bed yeah so a warm bath or a warm shower is really helpful to drop your body temperature i know that sounds counterintuitive because you're like oh i'm taking a warm bath or shower your body temperature is rising but when you get outside and you start to dry off then your body temperature actually drops so that's helpful, or just opening a window, sleeping in layers, um, or just more natural fabrics. So things like bamboo or cotton or a bit more uh, sweat-wicking fabrics could be helpful. And I know another thing people are struggling with being home all the time is that separation of like what's work and what's not work, if that yeah, makes sense. I about this. This is quite interesting. Because if you work from home now when you're not used to, you might spend like your whole day in the living room or if you and your partner are both working from home, one person might work in the bedroom, one person might work in the living room and you really have not a clear differentiation between like what's like, like what is the time to shut off, especially with the sun being out so late now. It's like eight o'clock and it's still light out but that still means you should put your phone away and kind of get ready in preparation for bed but I think those cues are so just distorted because you don't really have that commute home to let you know that the day is over yeah I think being out of your routine it does knock your body a bit doesn't it yeah so I I think that's a bit of a struggle for a lot of people and then the other thing I would say is probably alcohol yeah and caffeine yeah. yeah, I do know a lot of people who are, like, having more glasses of wine in the evening. I am. Why not? <laughs> I am completely. It's that why not, but it's also, again, like, how do I know the workday is over? I'm still in the same place, doing the same thing. Yeah. It's just dinner with wine. That's how I, like, know that, like, <laughs> I can shut my laptop. It's so frustrating. But, yeah, yeah just being aware of your alcohol intake. And your caffeine intake. Yeah, and for those who don't know, caffeine does have, or coffee has a half-life of 12 hours. So if you, if you have your last cup at 12 noon, you're, it's still going to be in your system at midnight. Yeah, and I think we will do a whole episode on sleep in the future because it's a topic that we both really enjoy. Oh my god, yes, I would love to do a whole episode on sleep because I'm obsessed with the research. Yeah, it's so interesting. Definitely. What other questions do we got? Um, we have, what are the best foods to keep you healthy in this time? Just food. <laughs> I struggle with this question so much and th- these questions that are phrased this way, like what's the best thing I can eat or what's the yeah. best 
the best food I could eat at this time or the best food to give me energy. And it's like there's no one food that's going to make you feel or do a certain thing. It is always going to be a cumulative kind of effect from every healthy habit and lifestyle habit that you have. Yeah, and it's like our version of what gives us the best form of energy and like the foods that we eat that help us thrive are probably going to be very different to what's going to work for someone else. Exactly. And I struggle because what is best for us overall, it will really not differ between being in isolation and not in isolation. Yeah. People keep saying to me, like, oh, like, are you eating differently in isolation? Like, you know, are you eating more, like, I don't know, chocolate and cakes and stuff like that? Like, I don't think I am. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm lucky, but I've also, like, gone through loads of stuff to get me to this point. But I'm just eating how I normally would. I agree. But... I noticed that Mark's eating habits have changed, and which has a knock-on effect to my eating habits. So we've been having a lot of ice cream. By the way, Ben and Jerry's has this new flavor where it's chocolate chip cookie dough plus Oreo. I'm not a big fan of Oreo, but Ash will like that. It's like cookies and cream slash cookie dough. It's delicious. Um, but that's not anything that I would really ever crave at night. And I really don't, like I don't have a bowl myself, but like I'll always have like a spoonful or two of Mark's, but he's not, that's not a norm for us. Um, so I have seen how it's changed for him. Yeah. Which is interesting. interesting. But I feel like it is keeping me a bit, like I always make like my chocolate truffles on the weekend. And that's not because I'm like, oh, I'm only allowed them on the weekend. It's just because, like, if I ate them every night, they wouldn't be as exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's still, like, the day that I make my treats kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like, something to look forward to on the weekend. Like, again, yeah, like, exactly. how do we differentiate between, like, a Monday and a Friday? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, it says to my brain, like, this is a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's important to do stuff like that now or else, like, everything just becomes, like, jumbled. Exactly, it's just like one long day. Isn't it? <laughs> sounds terrible. It sounds horrible. I also feel like the days go by so slow, but actually the weeks tick by quite quickly. It's it's weird because like I feel like four weeks has gone on really quickly. However, when I look back to like when we were told we were going into a lockdown, that feels like ages ago. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Every day feels like six days, but every yeah. week feels like a day. Yeah, it's so crazy. Weird how time, um, our perception of time is, like, distorted. I feel like I'm just so focused on just moving forward every day. Like, I just want to, like, get this period of life over with. And I know that sounds really bad, and some people might say, well, you know, you should take, like, advantage of all this time off we have. But, like, I just want to get through it. <laughs> I completely agree and I keep telling myself like we're going to be kicking ourselves in like a year we're gonna be like remember that time that we didn't have to do anything and we could just stay home and we could just watch all the Netflix that we want and we just like take a walk and life is good um I've just never enjoyed that like I've I've never been someone who just wants to sit on the sofa and like watch tv like I just it's just not enjoyable to me same and I think that this has actually like shown me that because I do think at times I can do that quite easily but now this has kind of enlightened me to the fact that I really do enjoy socialization and being outside and having plans a lot more than maybe I thought I did yeah it's for me it's like I'm so close to my family and 
the thought of not like I take every opportunity to spend time with them because I just think life's too short to not spend as much time with the people that you love totally. so the fact that these days are going past and I can't see them like that's really tough I completely agree um that's probably the biggest stress thing for me at the moment probably without realizing it it's just that yeah, like not knowing when you're going to see your family exactly um what was the other what was the original question <laughs> i can't remember oh best foods to keep you healthy in this time we definitely have an answer to it <laughs> no i would just say like keep doing what you would have done before this so obviously prioritize balanced meals and making sure yeah. that you get um a wide range of foods um but again, yeah. there isn't one thing that's going to make you feel better. Definitely. I just say make sure you're getting enough of the nutrients that you need. So just eat variety, really. Fruits and veg, balanced amount of proteins and carbs. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, next question. Is it worth taking a multivitamin? Um, I would say very similar to the previous answer is that if your diet has mainly just stayed the same and you're doing exactly what you were doing before, I don't think that warrants that, you know, this time in isolation, we need any extra nutrients. But again, I think it's just making sure that you have all the essential nutrients um, and whether you need to take a vitamin D supplement now because you're spending less time outside or maybe you don't have whatever food as readily available to you that you normally do. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that like supplementing is always the answer. Same, I would say prioritize just making sure you can have a balanced diet. And if you feel like you're not and you're stressing over it, then if it sets your mind at ease, maybe take a multivitamin. But there isn't a huge amount of research behind taking a multivitamin. Yeah, yeah, diet is more important than supplements. Yeah, you can't supplement your way healthy. Oh, 100%. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll use that as a soundbite. Good idea. <laughs> um, okay, next question. I've been furloughed and want to start a new hobby. Any ideas? Any guesses, guys? That's what Larry's going to suggest. <laughs> um, highly. I'm just going to mention it once so I don't go on a rant about it because I realize I might be the most annoying person in the world. Um, just like start knitting. You won't regret it. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm going to start Monday. I'm so excited for you. Okay, there I said it. Um, Order yourself a knitting kit. Use our code. Um, Anyways, some of the other things. I think this is really interesting. My mom actually um, is in a similar situation. And at one point, she thought she was going to start, like, a little food blog Instagram. Um, Oh, I want her to do this. Me too. I just think she has such a unique point of view. And she's just such a charismatic person. I think she'd be great for it. But I don't know if it's something that she really wants to do. But, um, yeah, use this time to start a hobby. Do something that makes you happy. Yeah, like, and just experiment. It could be, like reading, doing, Ash has done like a, a few free online business business development courses. That probably sounds quite boring to most people, <laughs> I think, but just as an example. Yeah, there's so much content out there. I know Skillshare is offering like an extended free, um, free trial. Mark, we, we watched a, um, a Harvard Business School did like a free lecture and we put it on our TV like while we were working in the background and we just watched it it was on computer science though so kind of went over my head but Mark really enjoyed it (laughs) I like that idea though yeah 
So um, there's so much content out there. I really do think a lot of businesses and companies are being quite sensitive to the time and just putting out whatever they can and just take advantage of it. Yeah, definitely. And you don't have to stick with it. You could just you could try something new every week. Yeah. I also think that like developing some new hobbies that you enjoy, like when you are furloughed, um, will help you cope with a lot of the uncertainty and anxiety and stress that that may be subsequently um causing yeah definitely um next question what's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown actually can we answer that after the other one because that's quite a good one to end on okay wait i have one too do you have another one yeah i'll I'll do mine and then you ask yours and then we'll do the last one. Okay, cool. Um, so are artificial artificial sweeteners better than sugar? What's your thought about this? Um, it depends. I mean, I think we need more research on artificial sweeteners personally in terms of the effect that they have on the gut microbiome because we know that that's an important part of overall well-being. I think if you want something sugary, then just allow yourself to enjoy it. If you're someone who is eating a lot of sugar and you're looking for alternatives, then artificial sweeteners might have a place. Um, but I can't really say that one is better than the other. Yeah, I think that's like um, oh, I'm thinking of the like there's like a metaphor. It's like a it's kind of like a catch twenty two. Like they're both not great. Like, um, yeah, like any of them in excess aren't going to benefit you exactly um and I think if you're having one in excess then swapping from one to the other probably not going to really give you much um (laughs) benefit so I think it's just like overall moderation is probably more important but interestingly obviously you know artificial sweeteners are important if you have um type 2 diabetes or diabetes in general and you have problems regulating your sugar intake um from a medical perspective then obviously we would not advise you to have regular sugar um but then again artificial sweetener is like uh what is it like two to three it might be two to three more times times sweet than normal sugar so it can also like prime your taste buds to crave more sugar so then you might actually be overeating sugar in the long run because and there is some preliminary research to say this especially if you have it early in the day so if you put like artificial sweetener in your coffee you may be more likely to consume more sugar throughout the day and that can lead to some adverse health effects so and like with the gut microbiome um interestingly it shifts the overall composition and can lead to things like um constipation and irregular bowel habits as well so i i don't know they're both not great swapping one for the other probably isn't the answer but just having an overall mindfulness in your intake for both i would say is the best yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I, I had one that I thought was quite interesting that said, sorry, I'm just pulling it up. What's one of the best things about being in lockdown? Go on, you go first. <laughs> I think it's, it's actually quite a nice conversation to have because I think we can genuinely be quite negative about the whole situation just like everyone's just it's easy to complain about but actually looking at what's the positive is probably quite helpful for our mindset um I think the best part is I don't know when there will be another time that Mark and I spend so much uninterrupted time together 
And it's oh, actually awesome. quite nice to know that we do like each other, like even when spending. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's so true. Like so many people have been like, they're using the word like tested, like being with their partner for this long. Ash and I like literally haven't argued. Like we're very happy together. Like we love each yeah. other's company. Um. So yeah, we we just we love spending time together. Yeah, I think the best thing is that now, like, I always take Oscar on a midday dog walk, um, and now Mark comes with me, so we do that together, and it's really nice, and that's probably my favorite part of Oh lockdown. my god, same. The walk is definitely the best part of the day. <laughs> We've been so lucky with the weather. Yeah. Um, I also, what I think is a big positive is how much the planet is healing. I do wonder, though, if that's just temporary, or is it long-lasting? I think we're definitely going to benefit in some way. Like, we've slowed down totally. the kind of crisis that we were in. <laughs> I know, I just, I don't forgot where I heard this, and it could literally be hearsay. Um, but then, like, when China kind of started to resume back to normal, like, all of the positive progress in pollution kind of just went immediately back to what it was. Um, so I don't, I, I would love there to be a more long-lasting impact, and hopefully there is. But, um, or maybe at least, or at least it just opened our eyes to the possibility of what we can do and the potential that we have to make an impact on the environment. But I do hope that, yeah, I don't actually know what the long-term impact is. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So last question, what's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown? I don't know. What are you going to do? I find this a bit of a difficult question because... I feel I've said this before it's not just going to be like one day we're all back to normal and like life resumes as we know it before it's going to be like very gradual stages back to normality so it's like how much can we do do you know what I mean like what are we going to be allowed to do we're not all going to be allowed to like go hang out and like on a rooftop you know sipping cocktails in a crowd of people sounds fantastic though yeah exactly (laughs) so I guess like Um, if you had to say, like, if life could resume back to normal, and we know that that's probably not going to happen, but in a in a hypothetical world, if we could just play yeah. that game for a second, where, like, you can do whatever you want, what would you do? I think... I don't know. So, so I think I'd just go over and, like, all my family would have a get-together. Yeah, like a massive barbecue or something. Yeah, like, hopefully we can do that anyway. Essentially, like we'd all just be on lockdown together because we'd just be at my parents' house, but at least you could be with the ones that you love. Um, But in in terms of just, like, getting back to normality, I'd love to just, like, go into London and, like, do an exercise class with you and, you know, go out for brunch. Record a podcast in person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Record a podcast in a recording studio. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of... I, I do miss just, like, normal life. It sounds weird, but just, like, being able to, like hop on the tube and just go anywhere just having that independence and that freedom is definitely something that I miss because I do feel like that's been taken away from me um just that self of you know having control um so that's definitely something I'd love to I don't know when you said rooftop and cocktails I would just love to have everyone (laughs) outside enjoying like the summer and drinks and just like fun and yeah I do miss that yeah, definitely. That's that's the dream at the moment. Yeah, and obviously I'd love to go back to New York to see my family. Mm, yeah. Other than that, I don't really know. It's weird. 
I don't know. Yeah, just just normality. That's all I want. <laughs> just my old life back. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it does come down to just like having that freedom to do what you want when you want. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Have you like driven any? Like, oh yeah, never mind. You drive. You have to drive to the supermarket. Yeah, I drove to the supermarket on Thursday and it was so weird. I was like, oh my god, I'm out of my car in like the real world. It was so bizarre. And then I got to St. Therese and had to queue for 55 minutes. That's wild. Oh, it was crazy. I've never queued for that long. I was like, what is this? I feel like, and then has your super, because mine, ha- we have a, a line, but it's not, it's never taken me more than 15 minutes. Um, but they've made all the supermarkets like Ikea, where you have to, like, go on the designated trail, like... So, the Tesco's bias is like that, and I've been to the Tesco's once, because I drove to Sainsbury's and the queue was outrageous, got to Tesco's and it was pretty much the same, but I was like, I can't bother to go back now. Um, so, and I hated the Tesco's one, because it was all a one-way system, and it's like, if you yeah. get something in the eye, or you can't go back, and yeah. people were, like, super rude, and I just hated the whole experience, like, it was very very distressing for me so I stick to Sainsbury's now because there isn't a one-way system but people are really respectful of like keeping their two meters yeah um that's how I always feel about Ikea like I love Ikea but I if I know what I want and it's like in the next four sections and I have to like go through this path to get there I get so frustrated yeah it's pretty annoying I'm like I just want to go to the plants and that's always at the end <laughs> and then you have to go through the whole thing just to get to the I plants I know literally so annoying um but yeah I wonder if that will be something that they kind of like keep is monitoring the amount of people that are in one space at one time um so I wonder if that's something that'll probably be a bit more long-lasting yeah I think it will have to be for a while I just feel like I don't want to like put a down or like scare anyone but my personal opinion is until we do have a vaccine nothing's going to go back to normal completely yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I just, yeah, I don't I don't really know how it's going to work out. I do think it's interesting, like, in New York, I know that the Starbucks are still open, and if you order on the app, you can go and pick it up, but you can't go in the store. Like, they put it, like, at the door, and then they have, like, a certain system of you, like, collecting your drink, but you have to pre-order it on the app, but they're still operating because I was talking to one of my friends, and she was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go. Um, our daily activity is, like... A walk around the block and getting a Starbucks and I was like I'm literally so jealous but it's weird how they've managed to keep that open and yeah. in a socially distant way and London is just completely shut down um not that one way is better than the other even though we have a lot less cases than New York um yeah but it is interesting it's things like that that I think will gradually be implemented here as we start to reopen so I think maybe restaurants will operate at maybe 30 percent capacity to start with things like that so yeah yeah it's good I don't really know I try not to think about it too much yeah exactly um so yeah what was anything else that we should talk about (laughs) Have you made any banana bread in lockdown? Yeah, obviously. I've actually got some left in the freezer, so I haven't made some in a few weeks, because I, I, I used to, like, I'd make a banana bread, and then I'd have, like, family that I would share it with, but I haven't seen them, so... Just a freezer just, full yeah, of banana bread. Yeah, slices. I did make some banana muffins, and I took um, half of them around onto the neighbours. Oh, nice. I like that. 
Um, I have not made any banana bread, even though I did weirdly make banana muffins like two weeks before lockdown. Yeah. I I haven't made them since. And then the other thing that I see everyone doing, which I haven't done, but I'm kind of jealous because I kind of want to do it, is make their own sourdough. Same, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to do it. No, neither am I. I'm just not, (laughs) I'm just not like, I'm, I'm not a baker. Like, I know I like baking, but I'm not like a professional and I just feel like I'd be embarrassed to put on something that wasn't impressive (laughs) (laughs) I just I don't have the patience for that like no um, I don't think I do either it's not I don't know I love to cook from scratch but I've never been and I I don't think it's one of those things that I'd get like a huge amount of satisfaction out of after either it takes a really really long time as well like with the proving it takes like two days no I have no idea, but after you said that, I know now. I can guarantee I won't be doing it. That's so funny. You know what? I have been really craving them more than ever. Um, probably just because the weather, but really, really qu- craving like sparkling fizzy water, like seltzer. Oh my god, this is so weird. I am craving like summer, like sparkly fruity drinks which is so weird because I I don't even have them that much yeah I I think it is maybe the weather just because it's so nice but um I have just been I have to maybe think about getting like one of those like the ones that make it at home because I've just been craving so much I keep going out and getting like a thing of Pellegrino like San Pellegrino and they're not very sustainable because they come in like plastic water bottles and I feel really guilty every time I get one but at the same time I don't have any other option I don't know if maybe I should get one of those like machines at home to make it myself if I I don't know if it's just like a fleeting um craving or yeah exactly or do I actually invest um I don't know Mm. Do you know what I've been really craving as well? And I sound like such a princess, but I really just want a massage. <laughs> Get <laughs> Ash to give you a massage. It's not the same. It's not the same. And I really just want to, like, get my hair done. Like, not done, but, like, just, like, a cut and a bit of a top-up of... Like, yeah. My hair is such a weird colour at the moment because I had it, like, blonde in the sun, like, last summer. Then I went back dark in, like, the autumn and now it's got like kind of light of it's coming through so it looks a little bit gingery on the bottom oh I kind of like it yeah I just feel I don't know I just need my hair done I feel that way about my eyebrows I am like very I'm not touching them because I feel like I don't want to mess them up and then once all of this is over like whoever like threads my eyebrows will have like a lot of room to work with um and I feel that way I just I also really want to get my nails done because I, yeah, that's just, like, my thing. I don't really like massages because I don't really like to be touched. Um, but I love, I, I love to be touched. <laughs> but I really like um, getting my nails done. It kind of just makes me feel, you know, clean. I feel like when my nails are clean, I'm clean because I feel like there's, like, always, like, dirt and I cook so much. I just feel like that's, like, a weird thing of mine, like, if my that's nails so are clean. I really don't mind doing my own nails. I just never do them nice, so I just... Yeah, and it's, like, a thing I always did with my mom. We always, it was, like, our treat. Like, we always used to get our nails done together. Mm. So it's probably, again, one of those things I do for comfort. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully soon we can go and pamper ourselves. Totally. I think we all deserve it. We're all going to, like, be, what is that saying? Like, we're going to, like, glow up after. (laughs) I don't know. That sounds great. (laughs) I feel like it's, like, a thing on TikTok. And yeah, we're all gonna like just look great after isolation. Yeah.
definitely. I mean, because people aren't used to seeing us in person. And then when we see everyone, I'm like, oh my god, you look so great. It's like, in reality, you look exactly the same how you did. People just, like, forgot what you looked like. Yeah. <laughs> Should take, like, transformation photos. Totally. All right, cool. I think I think that's all we have today. Yeah. Hopefully people have found this chat interesting. I've had a great time. Yeah, same. <laughs> And um, just let us know what other topics um, we shall discuss. We've had some really great submissions recently, and they've actually been super popular episodes. So I guess when you guys request them and we listen, um, that's helpful for everyone. So keep um, submitting questions or scenarios to uh, forkingwellness at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. Yeah, cool. And we will speak to you soon. Yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.